and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And uh, we're back. Happy Mother's Day yeah. to Americans. I gotta remember to call my mom after this. Yeah. I gotta remember to not call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing that you're in danger of doing accidentally? Sometimes you just find yourself calling your mom and you're like, well, God dang. It's a danger of accidentally thinking it's Mother's Day here as well. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. I have bought the new Pokemon Snap. And I've so did I. It. It's, I've it's, heard it's good. It's nice and relaxing. I like, I feel like I, there's, it feels weird to play it for more than like an hour or so at a time. But when I do play it, it's like a real chill hour. Yeah, it is. Um, a lot, like, the original game was pretty, was a pretty like light experience. And I am kind of surprised at just how much stuff they managed to cram into this one <laughs> um like a scanning a lot, of, a lot of stuff throwing apples and uh secret magic light up pokemon and, and all that yeah and the like the requests some of those requests man are uh real there's, mysterious yeah, i would there's say some, there's some that i thought of for sure i had gotten but apparently not um but yeah, I, I think some of them definitely pop up after you have already taken the relevant photo, and it doesn't count if you yeah. have already taken the photo before you get the request, which is annoying. But yeah, but like there was do? one where it's it's like something like, oh, you have to get a Pidgeot eating a fluff root, um, and I'm like, okay, and I went and I fed a fluff root to a Pidgeot and didn't get the thing. I'm like, well, all right. Can I can I tell you the secret about that one? Do you have there's to get a, there's a there's a trick specific? to that one. What's that one? You have to yeah. So there's that that Pidgeot shows up in the like initial field with the Buffalons, and then it shows up later next to like the water. You have to feed it a fluff fruit both times, and then you get like a special encounter with it oh. in the field, like in the flower field afterwards. And that's when you have to take a picture of it. Yeah, I it took me a while to get that one. But Man, that's, that's yeah. it, right. A lot of them are super complicated. Um, there's a couple even that I have looked up, and like th there are like elements of randomness where it's like I did everything that it said to do, and it still didn't pop for me. I don't know. Interesting. So I don't. I don't do as much of the requests because I'm not even using like the online sort of customize your photos thing and that's most of what the rewards are but oh okay yeah yeah I mean, that's fair at least they're not like holding any important um game mechanical stuff behind those requests then yeah 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 I, my biggest peeve is when um i get i have two pictures of a of a given pokemon in its pose and i like the new one that i got is like way higher scoring but i just really like the old picture and i'm like I, I i want this old one to be the picture but also i want the high score registered in my book yeah 
And sometimes the um the, the Pokemon detection doesn't work very well. Yeah. Um but you know I'm always sad when I get like three different poses in one round and they're all really good and I can only choose one of them. Yeah. But it is it is like a lot of fun. And I do like just I like the premise of just you're watching Pokemon out in the wild do their thing and you can take fun pictures of them. <laughs> and they're just having a sweet old time. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a nice Pokemon snap. It's nice. Yep. I, I will I, say though, um, it's it's a hell of a hubris to call not even hubris, like it's it's the opposite. It's like not very forward thinking to call it new Pokemon Snap. Like the logo is literally new Pokemon Snap, which means you can never release an additional Pokemon Snap game. You know there's like four new Super Mario Bros, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Nintendo is the only company that does this, and I don't understand it because it just makes things confusing. I don't know what any of the Mario games are on, like, handheld, you know, DS, 3DS. Like, I don't know what any of those games are because they're all so confusingly named that I just didn't play any of them. <laughs> That's it. There are new Super Mario Bros., new Super Mario Bros. Wii, new Super Mario Bros. U, and new Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess we could, we could have, like, new Pokemon Snap, too. Yeah, if we wanted, and that'd be if fine. If they wanted. It's like, okay, it's sequel to new Pokemon Snap 1, fine. But, like, what are you going to do when you want to reboot the franchise again in, like, you know, eight years or ten years or whatever? Because the franchise reboots are getting closer and closer together. Um, I mean, this I mean, isn't, this isn't even to? a reboot, though. That's true. Well, I mean, it's a it's a reboot in the sense that they haven't touched the franchise in many years, and so they're just kind of, you know, upgrading it for the modern era. But it does have... I guess, uh, but I guess... It does have Todd, Todd Snap yeah. in it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, cool. I don't consider it a reboot because of, because of the inclusion of Todd. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what... I guess, like... I guess they would just call it Pokemon Snap subtitle the the region of land that they just made up for the game yeah um that could work that could work for me i guess the uh I, as someone who never played the original pokemon snap um but did watch the anime i was very surprised to see todd appear i'm like oh my god it's todd that guy who was in like two episodes of the pokemon series what the heck and then I thought about it, and I'm like, wait, he was a photographer in the Pokemon anime. Is he from the original Pokemon Snap? And then we looked it up, and yes, he yes. is. Yes, He's the he playable is. character. I, I, was, I was surprised to see him as well, because I kind of, I was sort of assuming that they were just treating this as as a solid reboot, and and Todd is no more. Todd has been memory hold, but no, not the case. But no, he's grown up into a oh. handsome young man. I mean, it's Pokemon. They gotta have some fan service. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He has he's definitely grown into his hairstyle. It looked <laughs> yeah. a lot goofier uh, when Todd was a a, a child. So yeah. good for you, Todd. You got the glow up. Yeah, he did. Uh, anyone else been playing anything interesting in the past few weeks? Mm. 
I'm Carl. almost done with Yakuza 5. Oh, yeah? Are you doing, yeah. like, all the minigame side quest things? For the most part, Yakuza 5 has um, an extra layer of... So there's your, your side quest sub-stories. But then in 5, they also introduced side stories, which is there are... Let's see. Kiryu Saejima, Haruka, Akiyama the other guy whose name I don't fucking remember. So there's five characters in Yakuza 5. Like, that's how there were four characters in Yakuza 4. You gotta put one more in there. Yeah. And each of these extra... Like, every character then has... In addition to all of their sub-stories, they have their own separate narrative that is just unique to them. And I did all of them but the the baseball man, because I cannot give a fuck about the baseball <laughs> minigame. Um... <laughs> Like even even one character, his mini game or his side story is literally just we did Cabela's, but in our engine. And I hundred percented that shit. There is a rhythm game because Haruka is an idol now. There is uh, racing because Kiryu is uh, has left behind his life as a yakuza and is working as a taxi driver, and he gets caught up in like street racing. It's bananas, and I've done all of those except, like I said, for um, I, and I I literally don't remember this character's name, but he's like a former baseball player, um, and I just don't don't make me do batting batting mini game, please. That's all. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very very close to being done with it, and I've been playing this game on and off for like six months at this point, so I'm looking forward to putting it behind me. Yeah, I feel you with that. Yeah. I'm almost done with Persona 5. <laughs> God, yeah. Games that you play for ages and ages. Yeah, that really is another one. Are you playing, <sighs> and I think maybe we talked about this last time, are you playing the regular one or the royal version? I'm playing the regular. Okay. And also, uh, how's your house, Carl? Didn't you have some, like, shower flooding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so the shower started running, like, constantly running water. And we got someone to look at it and said, like, they'll be there the next day. And then it took, like, one and a half week before they showed up. Oof. Oh my god. Oof. Jesus. So, so wait, not, now we don't have running water, but we also don't have a shower. Oh, jeez. So was your shower running, like, full tilt, full flow, or was it just a very persistent trickle? No, it was like a slow stream. Oh, wow. What the hell? And it was warm water. <sighs> Well, okay. Well, I guess I guess I guess you could like use it. <laughs> um, kind so, of. Like, I mean, we don't pay for it, at least. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's true. If your water is already included, that's fine. Um, it's still annoying, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's least. amazing. It's amazing that that's taking so long to get dealt with because, like, somebody has to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. That's annoying. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Uh, did it but, make your? Did I it mean, make your house like really humid? <laughs> um. Yeah. Kinda. 
I feel like wow. depending on the weather, that could be like a real problem. Like if you did that during the summer, that could just be like really sweltering and terrible. Your house just becomes a swamp. Full house sauna. Oof. I mean, it's kind of dust up anyway. <laughs> well, uh, is it like at least fixed now? Well, it's fixed in the sense that we don't have a shower. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just off, at least. Yeah, it's just off. Ugh, so did they have to turn off all of the water, or just did they just turn off the water to the shower? They just turned off the water oh, to the shower, okay. I think, or, like, disconnected the shower or something. Okay, that's not so bad. I was thinking they, like, they had just left you without running water. That would no. that would really suck, but the, yeah, okay, that's not that's not quite so bad, but that still that still sucks, for sure. Well, do they have an ETA oh, on when they're supposed to come like <laughs> fix the shower? Nope. Oof. So uh, potentially uh, infinity plus a week and a half uh, yeah. before your shower will get fixed. Wow. Oh, jeez. I have to do old timey like heat a big pot of water on the stove and pour it into the tub. If you have a tub. <laughs> you'll have to get you'll have to get a big uh like wooden wash bin, complete the old timey aesthetic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When I had shorter hair, I would sometimes, if I like woke up late, I would just wash my hair in the sink. I can't really do that now uh, because my hair is very long. But I guess that's a thing. I feel like you have to have a really like decently sized sink to do that. I don't think I could fit my head under the faucet in in our uh, in our bathroom. That's true. That could be it. Yeah, it it I I do remember it requires a lot of like neck craning to get all of the hair wet. But yeah, yeah. If if your head doesn't fit, if your if your sink is small, or if you just got a real big dome, um, that could be an issue. I could possibly do it in the kitchen sink, but our kitchen sink is so filthy. I would like be afraid to do that. Yeah, that's fair. I feel it. I I'm lucky if I like remember to rinse the sink out maybe like once a month I'll, I'll actually clean it out with like barkeeper's friend and get it nice and scrubbed but that's yeah no yeah i'm i feel like i'm in um i'm in quarantine mode mode where i've like entirely stopped caring what the inside of my house looks like uh, except like every like four weeks i'll go like holy shit this place is a pigsty and then like rapidly like tidy a bunch of stuff but it does not last long yeah, I've I've been in that mode as well. Um, and I I feel like I'm getting to the point where it's going to be time for a clean soon. Because like, gosh, I don't like sweep or vacuum at all if I if I don't absolutely have to. Um, and that that really makes a difference. It's hard to find motivation when you don't occasionally have people coming over and seeing the inside of your house. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I have another fun thing to report. Not really that probably interesting um, to anybody but me. Um, 
but I finished uh, Word of Honor, which is the new Chinese drama that I got really into recently. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I never then, finished that one that I started watching, but... Uh, was it The Untamed? Yeah. That's the one I recommend to everyone. I still, I still would yeah. recommend The Untamed over Word of Honor. Word of Honor is interesting. Um, it's like a quarter the budget of the untamed and the untamed is not a high budget show um so it's like they clearly have like three sets that they're allowed to use and they they just they make the best with what they got um and it's so it's it's real cheap and like it's really really camp like it's just very high drama like cheesy sort of um like takes itself very seriously but in a way that's kind of like charming uh and like i don't know it's i enjoyed like the first 30 episodes immensely and then the last 6 episodes just go entirely off the rails uh writing wise <laughs> And I don't, <laughs> I don't even know, like to the point where when I finished it, a, a friend asked me like, okay, does it have a happy ending though? And I'm like, does it, does it have a happy ending? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah, not, those are I'm not even in, I'm not even entirely certain what happened at the ending. I did later like read up on the ending and find out that there was like an extra scene released uh, as like an Easter egg or possibly leaked uh, as an Easter egg um, somewhere that that sort of like a, does does clarify the ending a little bit. But um, man i even like read the novel alongside it where i'm like i want to see how close this is to the novel and it's very very different except for the ending where like so many people die <laughs> like it's just a fucking oh. bloodbath out of nowhere <laughs> um <Dang. laughs> yeah it's a it's a weird show i i do still think that ultimately i enjoyed it uh overall but man, I was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, I do still like want to finish the Untamed. The problem is that it's fifty episodes, yeah, it and anything more than like a dozen episodes is. I, I just I have to be honest with myself and say no. Nah, I'm not gonna finish. I'm not gonna finish that. Yeah, that's um, it's it's very long, and like thirty of those episodes are a flashback. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. The one thing that this is reminding me of the one thing that I think it's on Netflix and it's uh, not Chinese. I think it's Korean. Um, Kingdom, which is like a period Korean drama about zombies, which is a cool premise because I don't, there's not enough good like period zombie stuff, which is a lot of, you know, untapped potential. Kind of the only thing I think that would make zombies interesting to me anymore. I was gonna so. say, I'm like, I'm pretty tapped out on zombies, but... Yeah. I'm trying to see how many, <laughs> how I, uh, many I went episodes. Through, 
I went to enter enter kingdom in my search field, and the first autofill is Kingdom Hearts One Puppy Rooms. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, search history. Um, <clears throat> that's from when I was uh, I arbitrarily decided to make some pretty complex level maps uh, for the Kingdom Hearts games uh, as a as an example of like some some level design growth that happened between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Ah, yes. It also doesn't help that there are, um, a, like, Kingdom is a super generic title for a thing, so there are about six different things with this name. Um, yeah, that's fair. Two seasons. How many episodes, though? Looks like, what, uh, six episodes per season? Yeah, yeah that's fine. 12, 12 plus one special, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, I might watch that eventually. I also just don't watch a lot of TV. Like, the only TV that Ev and I watch is absolute bottom-of-the-barrel, like, garbage reality TV series that's, <laughs> like... Like... So we watched a, a series recently, and it's this is just, like, we'll put this on, like, while we're in bed at night, like, going to sleep to sort of get you in a sleep mindset but we watched a series that was like this guy is a health inspector and he goes to gross restaurants and fixes them so that they can pass their health inspection and it's got all of the dramasy the drama of like a gordon ramsay kitchen nightmares but with none of none of the good gourmet food the, like none of the good gourmet food and none of the like actually good like you know, combative personalities that you get in that show. And the guy is a very poor excuse for like a Gordon Ramsay sort of um, angry man trying to tell you to get your shit together. He's just mm -hmm. like tall, white, kind of chubby, dark hair, glasses, like the most generic man that you can <laughs> think of. Just think of I a generic man and it's this guy. I just want the series called like an angry man trying to tell you to get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Actually, there's one that, that we watched a couple episodes the other night that I, I'm kind of in love with. It's a like Discovery Plus original called The Laundry Guy. And it's just this <laughs> this big this like big maybe gay older man from Kentucky from the south and he goes around and he helps people like do like get stains and sort of restore like heirloom cloth you know fabric items hmm. and it's very wholesome and very boring and such a dumb premise but this guy is so charming <laughs> uh, he's great he's great his name is Patrick and I hope I hope he gets everything he um he wishes for in life. That's like so. That's like, yeah, uh, that's the kind of TV that we watch. <laughs> that's like when I was really into Treetop Cat Rescue for a little bit, um, yeah. which is still perhaps my favorite uh, reality show that I ever saw. Uh, it's a shame it did not last very long, um, which is just about two guys who rescue cats from trees that's their whole that's the whole show i just god i love how many types of shows there are like this 
because literally anything can be a hit. You just gotta get lucky. If you 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 have the right personalities. I feel like a lot of it is the personalities of the people you're watching. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there was one I heard about recently, which is not not one of the like you know sort of real person's profession type thing. It's more one of those like Big Brother type ones. But it's um, it's like some like I don't know ten people or forty people or whatever in uh, that are like forced into their to, to they're like basically locked in an apartment, uh, like one apartment each for some period of time um, with no digital devices allowed, uh, except they have some way of like communicating with each other between apartments. Um, So they only get to know each other through essentially like text messaging. Um, And it's like a survivor style thing where they vote each other off. Um, And so you can, you know, just be yourself and like chat with everyone and like try to convince them that like you're a cool person who deserves however much money is on the line. Or you can catfish and pretend to be someone completely different. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I'm just trying to imagine how that would play out for me and it would either play out very well for me or very poorly because I would not talk to anybody, I don't think. So I would either be the mystery that they want to keep around so they can crack the code or probably more likely the producers would decide that I am not good content and I would get voted (laughs) off immediately. You just wouldn't respond. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Or or it would be like like memes. They would just get memes out of me or like very... (laughs) Uh, surrealist shit posts um just probably yeah. not great tv about, or like send them a message about the laundry guy <laughs> yeah you know what i could do that pretend to be the laundry guy um but then they they would catch you out when you don't know enough about stains probably um, but if I watch the laundry guy, I will I will gather that that knowledge, and I will be able to successfully catfish. The yeah. uh, so I don't I haven't actually seen this show. I learned about it um, via a YouTube channel that I watch a lot called Karen Puzzles, which is just this young woman who just does puzzles on her YouTube channel, which is an amazing channel, and I highly recommend it. Uh, There's a lot of, like, fun time lapse. I wish, like, it's my goal in life to love anything as much as Karen Puzzles loves puzzles. Um, It's, like, really great. Um, But so she got really into this reality show, and she was mentioning it because one of the contestants was doing a puzzle in uh like in the show as her like you know offline activity (laughs) that she brought with her and karen apparently like uh messaged her on instagram to find out what puzzle she was doing nice um but yeah so she was she was going on excitedly about how much she liked this reality show and how like uh in the new season like there's someone um pretending to be Lance Bass uh, from NSYNC, but who used to be or possibly is Lance Bass's personal assistant. So, like, knows a whole ton of detail about him. 
That's that's pretty intense. I was gonna say, how do you swing knowing that much about Lance Bass without it being just creepy and sad? Yeah. Also, um, apparently, it's sort of like maybe backfired a little bit because like a bunch of the people, like the other contestants, are too young to know who Lance Bass is. Yeah, that'll do it. That might do it for sure. Dang. I gotta be honest. I wouldn't connect to the name Lance Bass to NSYNC. Yeah. I I mostly remember because my sister was very into NSYNC and my sister, uh, her favorite, Lance was her favorite. And I remember um, many, many years after she was not, not into NSYNC anymore um, when he came out and it was like on the cover of People magazine, I bought a copy and I, and I gave it to her. <laughs> Lance Bass, famously so. uh, the, the voice of Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 1. That too, yeah. Arguably more famously, the voice of Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> depending, depending on, uh, depending on, you know, what kind of what kind of person you are, what kind of crowd you run with. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably talk about the game we played, unless anybody else has any. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Any bad TV or. TV. or... No, no. Right. I I mean I do, but I it's fine. We we should talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> There's always more bad TV. There's never not more bad TV. It uh, never ends. Um, but yeah, we played Later Alligator, which is a kind of an adventure game, sort of. Anyway, by uh, Small Do Studios and it's a, Pillow it's Fight. It's a visual novel um, mini game collection. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. it. It so it reminds me of if Professor Layton games didn't make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> if Professor Layton games didn't care whether you were smart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a similar sort of setup, a similar kind of look. You know, two D with animated characters kind of hanging out, um, mini games, and. Uh, tapping all over the background to try to get things to pop up yep yeah that, now that you say that it actually very much is a professor layton game <laughs> it's exactly that genre um it's just yeah, not so logic if, puzzles it's like random mini games but yeah if if professor layton makes you feel bad about yourself boy howdy do we have a game for you and it's yep. this one uh, also, also possibly in a genre with uh, Frog Detective in the form of uh, mystery games, like cute, low-stakes mystery games starring uh, cold-blooded animal detectives. I really wish that, I, like, yeah. I, I could have, like, they. I really wish one wasn't a reptile and one wasn't an amphibian, because that would be a much better joke if I could say, like, reptile detectives or amphibian detectives. But no, they have to be in different <laughs> kingdoms. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, it's, uh, I, I compared it, I was, when, before we played it, I was talking to a friend and I was like, yeah, I think it's like, um, it sounds like it's like uh, Frog Detective. And he was like, mm, 
it doesn't have quite the same chaos energy that Frog Detective has. And I didn't know what he meant, but after playing it, it doesn't have quite the same chaos energy that Frog Detective has. Yeah, no. That's a good um, that's that's a good like way to measure games is by how much chaos energy they have. Yeah. Even just as like a supplemental descriptor, that's a that's a strong one that I'm gonna have to remember. Because like this one feels like a game that is very cute and like you know, would appeal to like little kids, but Frog Detective feels like a game that is written by a five-year-old. Um, and it's it's just a very different energy, <laughs> which is not to say that like one is, one. one is better or one is worse, but uh, they're just different. Yeah, they're 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 similar, but they do they do hit different. Definitely. Yeah, it's way more structured. Yeah, it's more coherent. Like it has a running joke throughout that uh, that is like you know it's pretty obvious from the beginning, but they you know they they poke at it in a bunch of different ways. Um, so the premise is that you are hired by uh, hired you are uh, called over by a very nervous alligator named Pat, who is convinced that his family is going to try and assassinate him that night. And he wants you to go gather information about it. Um, and in the course of gathering information, it becomes very clear that they are throwing him a surprise party for his birthday. Um, although only one character ever actually like comes out and says as much. Um, but then, yeah, so you, you just talk to all the family members. And in order to get them to sort of admit what's going on, you have to play their mini games and collect their family portraits for the family tree scrapbook. And there's a there's a like secret twist ending, I guess. Um which just says well, there's, there's two secret twist endings. Yeah. Well there's there's three oh. endings. The first one, you mm -hmm. just have a party and it's fine. Um, but because yeah. you can't do all the mini games in one playthrough, you're highly encouraged to play again. Um, and then if you play again and you don't have, you beat it without all the portraits, uh, there's a dark twist where it turns out someone is trying to kill Pat and it's you! And you push Pat off a balcony. Yeah, that, that hurt. I felt really betrayed when I when I got that ending. Um, it <laughs> felt real bad, and I didn't I didn't like it. And so yes, I did have to get all the portraits, um, yeah. and and write the wrong. And yeah, yeah. The the final ending. It, once you get all the portraits, is you you go to kill Pat again, which again hurt me a lot, uh, yeah. physically and psychologically. But then at the last minute, you save Pat, and it turns out that Pat accidentally hired an assassin, uh, on himself. By by very very convolutedly misreading a uh, an ad in the paper and thinking someone was sick and he needed to call them and give him all all his precise physical details. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can. Um... Try. I'm trying to see if I can like find that sequence to see like what he actually says 
because it's it's pretty funny but um yeah it's no it's not the, i can't the, find it anywhere without going into it so the extent to which like you have to the, like it's a stretch to get to this point is really kind of impressive yeah <clears throat> Um, yeah, so there's, uh, the, the game works on a clock system, so you talk to Pat, and every so often throughout the game, like, Pat calls you to come back and do some, like, specific story minigame with him, but in between you have, um, a set of time that you can go through the, like, five areas that are available in the game, and, um, just like choose who you you want to spend time with and hang out with um and as you as you do the mini games like time advances and there's what are the areas you start in like the fun district where there's like the arcade and the bar um there's the unsavory mm -hmm. part of town which has the like real bar and like alleyway and the girls and it girl has girls 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 yeah which was great um there's downtown which has the antique shop and some apartments and then there's the old broken down uh ninth street subway station which you get access to later yep uh and the the park and then i guess the also the park oh yeah and the park forget about the park um and i guess the trolley kind of counts you you have a couple of encounters on the trolley with people yep. Yeah, you take the trolley between each place. Um, and yeah, and you meet uh, Pat's family and get a... They are a colorful collection of characters. Um, I, yes. I don't know if we want to go through all of them because there's like 30 of them. But Yeah, there's a lot of them. I would, I would be okay with um, going through uh, like your favorite characters and or favorite minigames. I think that yeah. would be fine. Because really, yeah. there, like, there's not much else to say about the game. Everything else is just in character interactions and what the specific mini games are. Well, the other um, thing to say about the game is probably, um, like, I know we normally talk about this at the end, but the visuals and the sound design stuff. Um, yes. The animations are fucking precious <laughs> as hell. Like, yeah. the animations are a huge draw to the point where sometimes they were just like, so like colorful they were almost distracting from like me trying to focus on the text of the thing that i was reading yeah um so worth worth mentioning the um this was made by small Boo studios which is uh alex and Lindsay small butera and they did batman piderman back in the day um i don't know if either of you have watched batman piderman but if you i have. have not okay carl's watched if you have not watched batman piderman I strongly recommend it. It's very good. I am I am such... familiar with the premise, but I've not seen it. I got such okay. a nostalgia there's, there's a hit when you told me that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, gosh, for real. There's a couple of little references to Batman Spider-Man too, like one character gives you his grocery or you can see his grocery list on his phone and one of the things is you got to get peanut butter. <laughs> um, and there's little bam there's there's little Batmans and Pidermans in the claw machine as well, and probably yeah. other things that I missed. Um, there's and probably with... a tuba somewhere in the antique shop. 
but I didn't with, see it. <laughs> with additional uh, animation in-betweens apparently done by Worthy Kids as well. Speaking of amazing animation pedigrees. Yeah, I think he did um, tweens and cleanup. So yeah. also, you know, people we like. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this it's just like... <clears throat> real real solid cute animations um i would say that is like a heavy draw of this game like if you have any interest in animation mm -hmm. even remotely um and yeah. also like the the sound and music is not much <clears throat> but i do gotta call out that when you go into the arcade there's this like jazzy little number about like um i don't know an alligator down on his luck <laughs> That's just like really great. Um, I don't know. So okay, this is another. This is another. Um, like people that everybody likes worked on this game. Neil C. C. Riga did some of the music, and I think he might have done that song. <laughs> I would uh, have to no. double check, but it definitely it definitely sounds like him. Later, alligator arcade song. <clears throat> it's called Alligator Blues. Uh, too, is Too Mellow uh, his label? Uh, I don't know. Hang on. I'm, I'm doing my own. I'm doing my own. I don't know. I, it might not be that song then, but I know he did some something. Too Mellow. Oh, there's characters model off, off of him. Or there's a character modeled off of him in that game, which is cute. Just a random on the trolley, but. Uh, yeah, so I highly recommend Alligator Blues uh, as just like really, really set a tone for me. Because it's one of the like the arcade is, I think, the first place that the game sends you. And I like really it really sets the tone for the rest of the game, I feel like, in a great way. Um, yes, okay, uh, yeah, favorite characters and minigames. Um, hands down best minigame, uh, Mac the Knife, I think, Mac that Knife. Uh, yeah. which just random, random dating sim for no reason, where it suddenly goes into, like, a super, uh, anime art style, and you have to date this, uh, this, like, gym teacher, I think. By the way, it's, easily the worst minigame. <laughs> it's not only is it a gym teacher, but it is basically just Majima as an alligator. Worth mentioning. Yep. yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's not it's not a very fun to play minigame because you're basically just uh like guessing randomly and you have to get three of five correct. Um but I I was highly amused by it. Um, what else? There's a there's a um, Flappy Bird mini game where you have to make a bird really buff, um, so mm -hmm. he can hang out with his buff friends. I think I think my favorite one was probably um, Smells Like Zine Spirit, where you help. Oh, your that was my least cousin, favorite one. I think. Oh really? Oh, I yeah. like that one just because there's a lot of cute stuff in it. But you you have to help your friend or cousin, I think, um, cut out you know, thing like, you know, cartoons and little articles that have been written to paste them together uh, to make a zine. 
Yeah, and the, th the zine has three topics, and they are indie comics, uh, K-pop, and uh, fighting the power. Yeah. Like politics, basically. Um, yeah, the three most important topics for any publication to have. That one was my least favorite because it, I felt it was poorly explained because I, I was pretty sure I did it correctly and it didn't register and I could not understand what exactly it was they wanted from me. Because you're supposed to balance the three topics equally, but it's, and I thought it was clear which picture is which topic, but apparently it wasn't because I could not for the life of me get I it without a guide. One of the things that they did mention in that, and there's there's kind of there's a lot of like exposition to that one, but one of the things that they that they mention like sort of just at the very end and only once, is that certain selections can cover multiple categories. Yeah. So one might be a comic, but also, uh, you know, K-pop, and it those distinctions are a little bit less clear. And does, does like each instance of a thing count as one point or is like the cover worth more because it's bigger? Like, I, I could not tell. I felt very out of my depth with I'm that one. Sure. I think, I, I think I treated it as each instance of a thing, like they were all weighted equally. Um, but yeah. And then, Carl, you loved the sliding block puzzle, which we both hated. <laughs> I like the good sliding puzzle. Games don't use them anymore. Yeah, to the point Thank where, God. to the point where, when you go through the sliding puzzle for a bit, if you're having trouble with it, a little pop up in the corner rises up that says, "It looks like you're bad at this. Do you want to solve it automatically?" That was annoying because I was nailing that puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. To my credit, I got the first the first part of that done on my own, and it was fine. But then the second one is like a twice as large, twice as many tiles, and it was very unclear uh, what sort of image you were putting together. So I did just let it autocomplete that one for me. Yeah, I did. I did solve it um, in part because I was angry that it was showing me a "Do you want me to solve this for you?" button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that contrary. I like the um, twins oh. as well. Twins. Yeah, that was the one that I was going to say as well. The the inheritance. Oh. Give one of them each. Like you have to give them a thing. Yeah, that one was. And they like different things, different much. Yeah, I like that one as well. That one was fun. That one seemed like really trivially easy to me. Like I wasn't quite sure like what the challenge was supposed to be there but it was it was amusing yeah i think uh, some of these are trivially easy and some of them are actually puzzles um and some of them are I, skill I games that are a little hard <laughs> yeah i i appreciate the variety but i also appreciate that uh most of them are very easy and even the ones that are completely trivial have enough character to them that they're still fun like mm -hmm. the inheritance one it's like those characters are great and um their interactions and just the items that you're giving them are hilarious yeah so pretty good um <clears throat> yeah there's uh one of the very first ones maybe the very first mini game is actually trivially easy as well they do a 
<clears throat> it's like a three card Monty shuffle where you're supposed to follow the queen, but the alligator, like the queen is in the middle and he literally only touches the other two cards. Um, and, and then and, when you're, when you're going to select, he gets really scared when you are hovered over the actual correct card. Yeah. The very yeah, L.A. Noir-esque facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, the, well, very entirely exaggerated cartoon alligator expressions, but yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where it's like, he's like very like cool and uh, smug when you're hovering over any other card, but then when you hover over the queen, he gets really nervous about it. And then he burns the card and then eats it so that you can't tell that you won. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll never know. Gosh. Uh, the the painting one I found surprisingly hard. There's one where you have, yeah. it's like a find the hidden, uh, like find the differences in between two pictures one, but you're not allowed to look at both pictures at the same time. You have to switch between them and they're very complex images. Um, and yeah, I had a really rough time with that. I actually had to look up the last difference in the first picture. I think I did as well. Yeah, that one was surprisingly, surprisingly difficult. Um, let's see. Let's... We we can at least go through like the required Pat mini games. Um, yeah. There's there's the first one I think is you walking him to his room, um, where there's like a he's installed a lock on it and you have to like go to his little alligator website, which is, I think alligator.fun. Um, yeah. and like find his secret alligator code, uh, to look it up, uh, to look up his, uh, the law, the combo lock on his door. Um, then you have to help him find shoes by like randomly opening, uh, drawers in his cabinet to that's like a, a finding matching pairs game um and then you have to walk him to the party through a like dark maze with a flashlight and try to not find like end up in scary corners mm-hmm. and i i don't know those ones are like okay i don't they're not among the best of the uh of the mini games it's, for it's sure definitely good that it lets you skip at least the first two on subsequent playthroughs mm-hmm. because yeah yeah they were not ones where i was like excited to do them again <clears throat> yeah oh i forgot that the twins were named prince and princess yeah <laughs> i have a uh i have a thing um uh, the character list on the wiki open at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did also really like. Um, I think it's Tall Jared's, the one with the ghost in the phone, that you have to like exercise the phone by finding all the places where there's ghosts. That one was pretty good. Um, oh, also one one thing in the um, the first mandatory Pat minigame, the. The first door you go to also has a lock, and it is the same combination, and so you meet uh, just a random guy. But I, I just confirmed it now because I was thinking that this, the the guy you meet, his name is Tim, and I was like, is that a 
Tiny Tim reference? Because this guy looks like Tiny Tim, and yes, it absolutely is. Uh, Tiny, Tiny Tim, Tim the, uh, the musician, and he was primarily a ukulele player. Um, he did, See. like, he's the guy who sings in, like, falsetto, and you would recognize his his hits, but... That's that's a that's a, an interesting shout to put in this game, and yeah, I was happy I see, to see he it. Yeah, I see. He does he does look like that now that I look up images. Um, he's actually a little bit disturbing looking. Um, yeah, he's a weird looking guy. <laughs> but Herbert yeah. Boutros Kari, also known as Herbert Buckingham Kari, also known professionally as Tiny Tim. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, died in 1996. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, let's see. What are What are some other good ones on here? Um. I liked. I don't. I didn't necessarily love the uh, the grill mini game, but I do like Two Ton Tony as a character. Um. He's just like. The. Uh, He's kind of the ultimate dad character who like won't stop making dad jokes and references, but the uh, the joke is that he's like in the middle of some kind of existential crisis also and covers it up with dad humor. Yeah. <clears throat> what else is here? Um, I also I also do like the I know we mentioned the uh, the Flappy Bird game, but just I like that there is a character named Gentle Lorenzo. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the names in general, Gentle Lorenzo, Lovely Maria. Uh, let's see who else who else Nervous is good. Terry. Good old Clancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like to think that those are their actual names. And not just uh, descriptors that are attached to them. Yeah, Tin Lizzie is like the social media one. There is uh, like one of the people that you meet like right outside of the starting um, hotel is uh, the main character's mom. And she is a mini game that is a little family tree. And so as you go through and collect all of the alligator portraits, you assemble them into this family tree uh, so you can see how everybody is related to each other. And it's like... I think three families, maybe four, um, and like one, one or two unrelated people. <laughs> that all of yeah. these people are mostly related to each other in some ways. It is like initially you are just putting photos in at random and hoping you find the right one, but it, it is interesting how. Um, how well the dialogue is written that you can actually yeah everybody does you know, tell you on, how they're related out. to the family tree in some way technically speaking yeah it and in ways that don't feel like obvious exposition um well so whenever you talk to yeah. anyone you get you have a little notepad with three questions um which are uh whom uh, pat and event, I think, are the three questions. Um, and I think mm -hmm. when you talk to when you when you say pat, they will basically explain how they're related to pat. So like, oh, pat, he's my cousin, or like, oh yeah, I know him, like he's my dad's friend, or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's a that's a pretty easy in to to explain the uh, thing. Oh man, the uh, the barbershop quartet mini game. I forgot about the barbershop quartet mini game. That is also a pretty yeah, good one. That one was fun. Yeah. So I beat it the first try, but like I got some markdowns that I'm not sure why I <laughs> why I got. So there was a there was a moment where I realized I was not paying close enough attention to um where I was putting the spotlight, and even though I had it in the correct section, it was not on the alligator, and so I definitely got at least one markdown for that. So it could be that. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had the same realization part of the way through. So the way it works is that like each of the barbershop quartet alligators has their has like is in like one stripe that has like a specific background and then there's like a little section in the bottom where it uh it like plays through the music and it shows one background at a time and you have to move this your spotlight basically just your mouse or presumably, you know, controller spotlight. Um, over whichever alligator matches the current background. And it's not enough to just move the the thing into that stripe. It has to be on the alligator. So I messed that up a couple times because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the mini game by the, the woman who poisoned her husband? That's the um, Ouija board one. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have to find the ghost. The bargain of earthly defrights yeah all of them have like really punny names too which uh you know is some of them are better than others for sure yeah some of them are definitely better than others i think what was the one that i really liked just on the grounds of the pun the flowers of annoy was the one that i really liked (laughs) just uh yeah the the pancake stacking one which was yeah, which is the riff on the Towers of Hanoi. I like that one a lot, just in terms of the name. Uh, the 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 cell phone one where you have to unhaunt the phone is called Ghost in the Cell. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the dating one is Mac That Knife because the character is called The Knife. <laughs> yeah, and you have a like a, a claw arcade game one called Claw School. Mm-hmm. I think those are the those are the main. Divine oh, sorry. The um, the trolley driver. Yeah. The trolley driver. Um, oh God. Has his the trolley manual. And that one's and that one's called a streetcar maimed his flyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, that's the one where you're putting puzzle pieces together to form the the images. Mm-hmm. Which made me think of a thing that I haven't thought about in uh, in a long time, which is, um, do you remember the, and I think it, they actually recently revamped it to no longer be Flash, so you can still play them, the Grow puzzles? Yeah. Did you ever play those? Yeah, I played all of them. Um, so there, they were a series of games where uh, you, like, Oh yeah, you have a bunch of objects, and you basically just have to combine them in a certain order to get things to happen. It was a very cute series, but the the same website also had a series of movement puzzles, where it was like a it's a puzzle with just a bunch of square pieces, so you can't go by piece shape. Um, and there's a ball bouncing around 
it's so it's an animation of the ball bands bouncing around and the so all the you know puzzles have the pieces have the same background and the same shape so the only way to put it together is to very carefully watch like when the ball bounces out of one square what other square it's bouncing into um that's pretty cool so you see how they're related to each other yeah it was a really neat puzzle that i still haven't really seen anywhere like that and this was not quite that but because the the puzzle sheets did have some animation to it it sort of felt like that a little bit like you could look for places with like adjacent animating sections um to kind of get a hint of where stuff went mm -hmm. um what was the name of the soda one hooked on tonics that's right there's oh, one where you mix yeah. mixed sodas called hooked on tonics. Um, the uh, I think pinball lizard is the uh, the pinball one. Is that it? Uh, no, sorry. The old pinny bee is uh, is the name of that one. Pinball lizard is the uh, is the name on the cabinet. The pinball cabinet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think alligators are not lizards, so, which Joni points out, but <laughs> true, yeah. I think they're 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 herps. Is that right? Well, they're they're crocodilians. Um the which like the is a is one of the subfamilies of reptiles. Reptiles are um right. snakes, lizards, turtles and tortoises, crocodilians, and tuataras. Um, I'm trying to remember what exact. Oh, turtles and frogs and like snakes are herps. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Whatever. I don't understand exactly where because like herpetology is a thing, and I don't understand what exactly it's the, su the study of because it's not just reptiles because it also includes amphibians and the most herpetology like YouTube channels and stuff that I watch also do some um uh like um insects and arachnids um arth not arthropods what's the word i'm looking for um non non spiny guys guys without spines what's, what's the word for that invertebrates invertebrates jesus invertebrates. Why, could I, why could i not remember invertebrates okay i guess i guess the reason it doesn't make any sense is because it is a vermacular turn for non-avian reptiles and amphibians, which is derived from, like, old, old-school taxonomy that is uh, not <laughs> actually in use anymore. I see. Yeah. yeah. And I guess most of them just also, like, enjoy invertebrates, because why not? Yeah. Why not? Anyway um yes sorry uh what a, you you were about to say something when i interrupted with taxonomy stuff i don't remember the taxonomy was more important so <laughs> i went on that tangent with you that's fine yeah i mean i guess like i enjoyed this game i guess i don't have that much to say about it other than it was really cute yeah, like it, it was it's a cute way to spend a few hours. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I I ended up getting this on my Switch so that I could play it while we were um dog sitting last weekend. So I did buy it twice because I bought it on Steam, thinking I would play it on my computer, and then not, and then didn't. 
So I don't know that the, I would the, have played it the second time if we weren't podcasting it though. Cause like I, it's fun for a few hours, but I don't, it didn't really hold me enough that I was like, Oh, I have to see every single mini game um, except that we're podcasting on it. So I'm like, eh, I guess I have time. I might as well. Um, so I did, but even yeah. with multiple places, I don't think I would like have... it's that long. Yeah. I don't think I would have played through it uh, quite as quickly as I had if we hadn't podcasted on it. I think I probably would have, uh, would have gotten through it all eventually though. And yeah, yeah like I... you said, it's not even, even if you do everything, basically it, it's not that long of a game. So yeah, I have, um, like 4.8 hours in it, I think. And, uh, like I, you know, I, I tried to look at a guide and find all of the puzzle pieces, even though um, I did not. <laughs> even with a guide, I'm still missing like four or five because uh, there were probably just some places that I think I clicked, but I didn't actually click. Um, so, um, you know, it's not really more than five hours, even if you're being a completionist about it. Yeah. But it's very cute. The writing is very sweet. Um, the mini games are, you know, range from fun to charming, basically. <laughs> like, there's there's one or two that are a little frustrating, but not to the point where it's like, you know, close the game frustrating or anything. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think I think the biggest draw of this is just the art and the animation. Um, <laughs> Yeah, or one of the biggest draws. Like that's that's what gets you in the door, I guess. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's um, I was gonna say it's in black and white, but it's not actually in black and white. It's just in this like extremely muted color palette that kind of feels a little noiry. Um, that's that's kind of nice. Yeah. Like that allows them to do like some fun color pops here and there. Yeah, it's um, it looks like kind of a riff on um like old three color film mm. which is i think red blue it, it, rbg films but it's a uh, really like it, i think it was like sort of the first type of color film and it's very washed out red very washed out blue very washed out green and then just kind of gray which i would have to look at what it actually looks like again um but i think it's i think it's meant to sort of look like that Hmm. I could see that. And it like the the opening feels very like it's you know, it's setting you up to be kind of a a noir sort of thing where you're, you know, you're an alligator in a pinstripe suit with a briefcase like walking into this hotel to see your client. <clears throat> and it has a sort of slick noir type background music. Um <clears throat> But you know, then it ends up you're not you're not so much a detective as you are just like going around chatting with people. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, there's also I don't the very very occasional um, glimpses of just how threatening your character is. There's the the mini game in the bar where you have that like the knife game oh. where you stab the, the knife through your fingers at every every round you get out a bigger like it starts with like I think a spoon yeah and then a butter knife and then just like this giant fucking bowie knife <laughs> yeah <laughs> great yeah. And, the... and you can see that knife in the 
menu screen. Yeah, you yeah. Open your briefcase. Yeah. Yeah, it is the briefcase. Yeah, the briefcase has like, um, uh, like your knife and like a thing of mints, and uh, yeah, one other thing I can't remember, and then like your puzzle pieces and your family portraits that you've collected. Mm -hmm. Um. It's just, it's, you know, <laughs> I think one of the things also maybe that reduces the chaos energy compared to uh, Frog Detective is it's also much more polished than Frog Detective. Like, th they clearly worked really hard on this, and it's, like, very just, you know, like, sleek in a way that's uh, that's pretty impressive for a small-scale game like this. Yeah. I mean, like, who, you know... You have to have a game full of animators in the, you know, like well-known animators in the credits, really, to get a game that's like hand-drawn and hand animated to this extent. That's like a tiny indie oh, game. Yeah. Also, the uh, the briefcase contents is an extra pair of shoes, two extra pairs of gloves, as well as the mints and the knife. So I see. I just pulled up a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, you know, there's hints that maybe you are more of an assassin than a detective, but they don't come right out and say it until that second ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cute. It's a good way to spend five-ish hours. Uh, not much more to say than that. Yeah, pretty much. I always feel bad when we don't have more to say about games that we all really liked, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's it's good to just go play it, I guess. <laughs> Even yeah, though yeah. we have spoiled it, but I mean, we yeah. haven't spoiled um, the, the soul of it, I guess. Yeah, the individual dialogue and animations accounts for a lot of the game's charm, and so, like, that's worth, yeah. that's worth experiencing for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all right. Shall we talk about the next game? Yeah, going from one noir game to another, we're going to be playing Genesis Noir by Fellow Traveler. And it's a point-and-click game. Yeah, I am, I'm very excited for this because uh, the IGF Awards were just announced recently, like two days ago, uh, and... Mm -hmm. This one is nominated for like four awards, <laughs> and and it's uh, um, it was an honorable mention for Nuovo, which it's very rare for something to be up for Nuovo and like grand prize and like several other categories. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with the the IGF awards, that's the big independent game awards uh, that happens at GDC every year, um, and the Nuovo award is basically the weird ass shit award <laughs> like it's like you did something really weird and experimental that's very cool and we are excited that you did something this weird and experimental um so the fact that it was honorable mention for nuovo and it's also up for like um i think it's best art best audio um best narrative question mark uh, and um, and the grand prize. Um, now let me verify that. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to you know to get to see that. 
So let's see. Yeah. Seamus McNally grand prize excellence in audio, uh, excellence in narrative, uh, and excellence in video in visual art. Yeah. And then honorable mention yeah. Nuovo. I'm on, I'm on the website and it, it, it doesn't even have the IGF stuff. Um, listed under you know awards nominations etc but there's like 17 things listed here so this is um a pretty highly lauded game yeah for sure yeah um yeah this so it's um and there's it's in good company like the other grand prize ones uh are paradise killer teardown Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Umarangi Generation, and Spiritfarer. Um, uh, and there's like, <laughs> There Is No Game Wrong Dimension is also an honorable mention for Grand Prize. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I think There Is No Game actually did get nominated for something uh, as a... Oh, it's also an honorable mention for Nuovo. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Okay. That really makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it it it, uh, it uh, was nominated for excellence in design. Uh, there is no okay. game was. So there is no game did get. Uh... Also, Signs of the Sojourner was nominated for excellence in design, which, I mean, I haven't played through all the games in this category, but I Signs of the Sojourner is a strong argument in the design category. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now I'm just looking at all of these other games that were, you know, either nominated or um, honorable mentions. And so many of these are ones that I, like, have been meaning to play. Like, I've yeah, been meaning some... to play Teardown and Umarangi Generation and Paradise Killer and Nuts and, let's see, what else? Omori. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah Paradise of, Killer um, and Umarangi Generation were both games that um, Sean Bloom played on Play by Play. Um, so if you yeah. don't end up having time, you can also watch him play them. Yeah, I know that those are there. And I haven't watched them because I do know that I want to play them, but I yeah. might end up playing them instead. It's one of yeah. those things. Yeah, I've, I, I, for the same reason, I also have not watched his playthrough of Paradise Killer. Mm -hmm. um, which, there are a number of these uh, games we've actually talked about playing on the podcast as well. So we may end up playing some of these on the pod. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is Chicory? That's one that I. Chicory is the, oh, the one by the, wa the Wander Song creator. It's where you're like a little okay, dog yeah. and you're coloring in things. And I'm, I played the demo and I'm like super excited for that one. Yeah. I recognize it looking at a picture of it. I, don't, I didn't remember the title. Um, is it and Cardo is another one that I have that, heard of. That one's not actually out yet, which is it's pretty unusual for stuff to be nominated when it is not yet released. Um, mm. So I'm I'm a little surprised um, and a little saddened because Wintermore was up for judging this year. <laughs> and uh, I know we made it pretty far in the judging because it was like definitely round two and they were like asking us for more keys for judges. So we know it, it got far enough, but it didn't make anything, which makes me sad, but oh well. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's a you winner know, in my heart. Aw. <laughs> There's some there's some really good stuff on these lists. So like, you know, I, I would not be sad to lose to like Spiritfarer or um, you know, uh um face, Signs of the Sojourner. Uh what were the narrative ones? 
I actually have not played um, many of, like, we're playing Genesis Noir, and that will be, I think, the first of the uh, of the uh, narrative <laughs> games that I've actually, that are nominated, that I've actually played. Um, yeah, Spirit, okay. Spiritfarer is an honorable, honorable mention for that one, um, as is Blazeball. Nuts is Nuts is an excellent narrative uh, honorable mention too, and Nuts is one that like came out of nowhere, and I don't know much about it, but I really want to play it. Yeah, uh, that might be. It's it's a game. My understanding is you're doing like um, surveillance research, on squirrels, op, like observational research on squirrels, and the squirrels are up to something is sort of the hook from what I understand. Yeah, so, the, the description provided yeah. here on the IGF website is a single player surveillance mystery. Record the squirrels, report your findings, and piece together what's really going on in Melmoth Forest. Gear up your research caravan, boot up your GPS, spread out your map, and head for the depths of Melmoth Forest. As a rookie field researcher, you'll place cameras during the day and watch the footage at night, tracking the movement of a scurry of squirrels. Where do they hide their nuts? What puzzling routes do they take? And why do they behave so strangely? Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe we will maybe we will do that one. We can I mean we should definitely add like a bunch of stuff from this list to our hoppers. So Yeah. We gotta we're we keep saying we're gonna do spring cleaning on the hopper. Um and I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna do spring cleaning on the hopper and then just immediately fill it with uh <laughs> IGF at games. Least, at least yeah. as many games as, as we have removed. <laughs> and and that's removed the old hopper. Yeah. <sighs> There's definitely some stuff in the hopper that I still like feel strongly about playing. Um, but probably not as much as I think there is. We have to do a like does yeah. the spark joy pass on the hopper. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta. We really gotta Komari the Hopper. Mm-hmm. I have tried, and I I have tried to only take out games that I'm pretty sure I put on the list. Uh, I don't remember what game. Wanna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, we need to sit down together and do this probably, <laughs> so that we uh we can yeah. all agree to take stuff off. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh. You have two weeks to play Genesis Noir. It's supposedly fairly short. Um, I think is, this is the one that's only like an hour or two, right? Yeah, it's a short. Uh, it should be. Is it? Let me look. Uh, how long to be Genesis Noir? Three to four hours. Uh, yeah. Okay. So maybe similar yeah. length to the previous one. But... Mm-hmm. Google. Yeah. When going into the how long to beat, they're all like four hours, forty minutes, or four hours, thirty minutes. Hmm. I wonder if there's huh. some like in-game timing that, uh, so that like I've, determines how long it takes. I played like ten minutes of it. Okay. And I don't think so. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So two. Or more weeks to play that, <laughs> depending on uh, how we uh, end up pushing back our recording, which we often do. But hopefully two weeks. Yeah. And uh, two weeks. then if you would like to come chat with us about this game um, and be on the podcast, uh, you should contact us and request to be a guest because we love having guests on the podcast and having a, an additional point of view on stuff. Yeah. 
um, you can contact us on Twitter at Feedback Force. Also, um, the link to the Discord will be there, as it always is, and you can join the Discord, and that's probably like the best, best way to do it. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that right now. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Kelso Time Bomb. Not a lot going on there these days, but that's that's where it is. Yeah. Uh, I am on Twitter at Kyla underscore go. Uh, or if you want to follow Wintermore Tactics Club on Twitter, it's at Wintermore TC. Uh, or you can get Wintermore on uh, PC, um, Xbox One, PS4, or Switch. Yeah, and I'm Carl. And on Twitter, I'm at Skug3. And thank you for joining us for this here podcast. Uh, yeah. And hopefully wait, we'll see you. Wait, stop. What's that? Stop the outro. I have one more. I have one more thing that I forgot to say. Look, I know this is a weird, like a big weird long shot, because um, the kind of people who listen to our podcast are definitely not the kind of people who uh, run or care at all about ultra marathons. But my brother-in-law uh, has been doing a podcast for a long time, and I don't mention it because like i said our uh audiences don't overlap at all but <laughs> he is doing um an indie go-go is it an indie go-go um for a, a documentary that he's producing about a it's um the desert rats race it's a, like a 150 mile race through the moab desert that he's done a couple times and it's like looking at the kind of people who who do uh, ultra marathons and endurance races and trail running and stuff. Um, so yeah, if you uh, want to be cool, my brother-in-law is like the coolest, nicest person on the planet, and you can find that on Indiegogo. Um, just look up Desert Rats Desert Rats documentary. Nice. Yeah, and that's all. You I can have to say probably probably link that in the show's Twitter as well, so that people yeah. can find it easily. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah all right so that's that so do now that we can do the outro <laughs> do that and uh yeah and we'll see you uh in a couple weeks thanks for listening yeah bye-bye bye bye, bye.